welcome to the podcast for people turning the great American RV adventure into stressless camping. We're glad you joined our weekly adventure. Now let's gather around the campfire with our hosts, Peggy and Tony Barthel. It is such an incredible pleasure to be here. And I and know we're so happy that you're here with us. We really are. And I know that uh, some of you may not believe this. It's camping season. It's always camping season. Stressless camping Stressless season. Stressless camping. Now I know some people in other parts of the country are want to just reach through and punch us in the eye for saying that. <laughs> Don't do that. That's stressful. Camping. That's stressful. Don't get stressed. Do what some of our other friends from that part of the country do and start planning your, your trips for next year. Do some upgrades or some extra cleaning or some fun little projects in your trailer yeah if you get uh, it ready for next year yeah, if you've been thinking of some sort of a mod to the interior well heck now might be the time to do that that's right or you know there's a whole section of the u.s that is warm and sunny yeah and come visit you got wheels under your machine <laughs> or your tent fits in the trunk whatever your situation is whatever it is Come and on if, over. Now, you could also pull, you know, Quartzite is coming up too. Oh, we're so excited for Quartzite. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to go to Quartzite. I know. And so, uh, for example, we have friends who are flying in and renting an RV and yeah. they're joining us. That's right. Uh, oh, That's... and I should announce this here. Da, 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 da. Da, da, da. Uh, the kind folks, the kings who have organized the Quartzite event for I don't know how many years have set up a podcaster or digital media booth right outside the tent and uh with our help and so we're going to have a booth at That's quartzite right. so if you're even are more going, exciting right if you're going to quartzite come on by and say hi i may even have beer well no i, I not probably. during the day but <laughs> if you're in quartzite come by and say hi during the day and then come find us at camp at night absolutely <laughs> i'll even bring my washboard Whoa. Yeah. Yay. And my, my cajon and all that. So, should be fun. We're trying to drum up some listeners. Oh, my. Ba-dum-boom. <laughs> okay. Well, now that the silliness is done. Um, what? Not really. Well, for the moment. Right. <laughs> um, there was a lady in one of the forums I go to on the Book of Many Faces who had over $2,000 in damage. Ow. Yeah, to a relatively new travel trailer. Oh, boy. And it was because of a itty-bitty leak. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. In the roof? Uh, Actually, it was a marker light, kind of like oh, us. Oh, goodness. Yeah. yeah. And so um, just I want everybody out there who has an RV to think about this. There used to be this little river in Arizona, and it kept digging and digging and digging and now we have the grand canyon so consider this water always wins yeah so if you have any kind of rv of any age whatsoever i would strongly advise you to look at any place where a hole is punched in the surface of that vehicle punched and cut so marker right. lights vents uh, antennas. The hole where the refrigerator everything. is. Doors. Doors. Vent, yeah. Those vents. Those, you know, those flip-up vents on the roof. The air conditioner. 
All of those are places where water intrusion can happen. And depending on the construction, the seams between the walls and the roof, between Correct. the fronts and rear and... Yeah, all of that. Any place where there... So typically the way those are sealed is considered a maintenance items like tires or brakes in a car. And so those are not covered by warranty. So that sealant, whatever they've used, is considered a maintenance item. And I know that's kind of like a what, but it, it's true. Having administered warranties at an RV dealership, those are not covered either by your extended warranty or the manufacturer's warranty. And you'll notice on some of the RVs, they put a sticker, please inspect the seals on your coach. And they have an interval, uh, three months, one month, every 30 days, whatever it says. But still, that is something to be aware of. And I will admit, you know, a lot of what we share on this podcast are tips so you can avoid a stressful situation. Right. And, and, Having all those spaces and places and pits and holes all all sealed up is going to be a lot more stressless. Right. And we had a marker light on the top of our travel trailer that was not properly sealed at the factory. And it and resulted in what's called a delamination. So the yeah. way our travel trailer is made is there's an inner wall there's either a structural element, which are aluminum ribs in our case, there's insulation, and then there's an outer wall. And this is all vacuum sealed together, basically all glued together. And what happened is a little, a teeny bit of water got in around a marker light on a, basically a tiny hole I missed and caused that glue to become unglued. And it it was a fairly pricey repair. Right. And it was just a little repair. Just so. a little repair, but we had to have that all that bubbling taken out of there. Correct. And and fortunately we have a great guy who did a super job. So um thank you, Vic. Gracias por usted. <laughs> and uh it was he did a super job, but uh it was it was not cheap and it was a lesson. So do check all the little places where water can get in because it will it does it's busy. That's its job is to find a way into your RV. Right. Blah. So that is not stressless camping. But, but making, just a little bit of maintenance and a little bit of of dedication to checking those things out all the time is going to make it more stressless. Right. And our, our trailer now is three years old. And for the most part, we have not had to replace or repair any of those seals at all. So it's just an inspection. It's not a big deal. So, you know, get a ladder and uh, check out your coach or, or pay somebody to do it. You know, it's, it's all it's worth it. Right. It really is. Now we, we all need to go on a break or something. We need to have some fun. So how about we find a great Harvest Host location and, and go? We're planning a trip later this yes, year. Yes, we are. And I uh, thought, why not look for some Harvest Hosts in different parts of the country that we haven't been to yet? Right. We're going all around the middle of the country. We are. And I found some Harvest Hosts at very convenient locations for our trip. Very exciting. Some yeah. terrific museums that we're so excited to yeah. go and see. Yeah. And so we are going to 
this summer we're going to take a lot of advantage of Harvest House. Yeah, you'll see those on if you follow us on all of the various uh, social media, you'll see our pictures. In addition to RVing, I love vintage cars and I love railroad yeah. stuff. And <laughs> some of our Harvest House stops include Ven- yeah. both There's or... A- or one of those. Yeah, there's a Route 66 museum that I'm looking at yep. and some a couple of different railroad locations. So that's like a super exciting like we might not do anything but harvest hosts. Yeah. And, <laughs> well, and, the, and my sister's backyard. Right. And the cool <laughs> thing about harvest hosts is it's places you stay that oftentimes, you know, all those great Instagram shots that you see of people and their adventures and you go how do they find that place? They're probably part of Harvest Hosts. Right. We love it. It's And if you're listening to this before Christmas, it's a great Christmas gift. You know, an RVer. I mean, gosh, we have a coupon code on our website. And yeah, what, what a, a great idea. Get right? them a membership. Yeah. Get, get you and them a membership so you can travel together. Yeah, it's super. So that's, that's our idea. And uh, so anyway, like always, it's on our webpage which is stresslesscamping.com and we have our partners page there and you can go there and there's all kinds of great deals including a, a really terrific price right now on Harvest Host. Yeah. Now that we're back from vacation, well we're not, we're about <laughs> to go. Before we go on vacation. Uh, another thing, we had, since we had talked about gifts and Christmas and all of that, I uh, bothered Eric and Tammy Johnson from Techno RV and Eric and Tammy have I've known about them for quite some time and about Techno RV. And, you know, we all, when we buy a new coach, a new RV or whatever, or even a tent or whatever, there's always that list of cool stuff to buy. Right. So you go on the various web pages that you go on and, and we all go on Amazon and you look at all that stuff and you're like, God, you know, how do I know what's good and what's not good? Well, fortunately, Eric and Tammy Johnson from Techno RV have vetted RV-specific products, and they have this great collection. Well, you know, let's they're going to let, tell us all about it. Yeah, let's let's turn it over. Eric and Tammy Johnson. We're going to welcome them to the campfire. So here, here they, they are. are. We would like to welcome to the campfire Eric and Tammy Johnson from Techno RV. And Techno RV is a company that sells all those cool RV gadgets that you will probably end up with on your RV. And one of the unique things about the way they run their business, and they actually run it from the road. They are full-time RVers. They actually have tech support and provide answers. So all those products that you may buy where you try to interpret that manual, and then you pull your hair out and look like me, well, they can solve that problem. So Eric and Tammy, welcome Hey, how are you? We're glad to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, glad you, to have you, I you think, here. I think you, yeah, I think you nailed it on kind of uh, on kind of our business model. There, it's uh, uh, we felt like it was a, a need. Of course, uh, as you know, some of your listeners may not know, but uh, we actually bought Techno RV. Uh, oh, geez, four four years ago now, mm-hmm. and uh, and so uh, it, you know, it's all about technology for RVers, and we just wanted to make sure that our business model was all about uh, educating customers to make sure you're informed before you make a purchase, and then uh, making sure that uh, the the checkout process is easy. And we do fast shipping because as RVers, we know that you know if you get something shipped to you, you gotta gotta get it to you quick, or you might be on the road again, and then. 
you know, kind of that after-sales support, we, that's very important to us. So we make sure we write our own guides, make lots of videos, and then we're uh, available to talk to people if they need our, need our help. Yeah, which is a big plus because you're never going to get that with Amazon. How do you decide what products to add to your collection? Because it looks like a very curated list of products. <laughs> yeah, well... Uh, you know what? We It is because we like to be the experts on anything that we sell. Uh, there was a point right when we were kind of getting fired up that we thought, well, you know, let's just sell a bunch of stuff, you know. And But we didn't feel comfortable with that because it's hard to be an expert on everything. So we went in and, and kind of chose the products that we feel like from a technology standpoint, suit most RVers, things that we feel like they need and things that we actually use on the road. Yeah, I think that's probably the biggest determining factor is if we use it and we find it to be um, very reliable, uh, a quality product, and it's something that um, we can stand behind, that's probably the first step of anything we're going to carry. Um, and then from there, as, as Eric mentioned, just things that we think all our viewers should have or it's um, and, and things we can invest our time and learn about and really get behind. Yeah. And, and, and it was it was uh, I, I remember back when we got our first RV. And uh, this is just kind of a for example, somebody said, you know what, you need to get a, a, a surge protector. And, and I was like, oh, OK, well, that then I'll get a surge protector. But, I, you know, I really didn't know anything about them or, you know, I just, you know, I was used to like the little strip you have in your in your office or something. And, and that's kind of it. As we started coming across a lot of these technology products, we, you know, realized, well, there's a lot of people that were or, or new RVers. They just don't know. And we remember how that felt. So we like to try and get people up to speed on what's best for their particular situation and make sure they're informed. And you have one heck of a YouTube channel as well with all kinds of demonstrations and instructional videos and guidance for people on how to use these various products. Uh, yeah, that was something early on that we wanted to make sure we provided because, you know, everybody's a different learner. Some people like written directions. Some people want to watch it. They're more hands-on. And right. it was always important to um, not just sell the products, which obviously is what we do, but to, to make people understand why they even need it or maybe why they don't need it or how it will fix a problem they may be having and then afterwards how to use it. And it just seems that YouTube is just the way now to educate and teach. And it, it was it's never been a, if, if we get products, the first thing we talk about is what videos do people need? What do we need to do? Uh, and it's worked really well for us. So Tammy's hiding a hiding a really big secret from you here, and I'm going to expose her here. Oh man! Uh, right, right, right here on your podcast. Is that all right? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Watch so, out, everybody. Uh, <laughs> I know. I'm like, what? <laughs> so Tammy used to be a curriculum writer, right? So Tammy is very well versed in curriculum writing and just kind of. Uh, the different learning methods and, and, you know, what makes sense for different types of people. So we knew we wanted to make sure we were very high on the, the educational spectrum on anything that we do. And so with her past experience in that, it's really helped us a lot as far as writing our guides and, and uh, you know, to your point, all the videos and things like that. So we got experience on our side. <laughs> Oh, that's a that's a good thing to know. So helps us to learn because some of us can read a manual. That would be Peggy, and actually <laughs> understand it. She can take the written word and actually turn it into knowledge. And me, um, I want 
video. So it's it's cool to have both for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're yeah, we're kind of the, we're kind of the same way with that and we try we you know we try and give you know people all that. Of course, you know, you get the instruction manual that comes with whatever the product is, but that's usually kind of this cryptic type type thing that's you know, first of all, usually you need a magnifying glass to even read it. Right. And, uh, so, you know, at we, least at our age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so we just, you know what, we just try and make it simple. I, you know, it just, it just is what it is and it's what we've become known for. And, uh, and we, we like doing business like that really, you know, it makes us happy to be able to do it like that. And customers, uh, seem to appreciate it. Do you have some absolute must haves for those people just getting into RVing or who are buying their first camper or even, you know, some people who are experienced campers. You know, we have the must-haves that we pretty routinely say, hey, these are what we feel like are the must-haves based on our, our, our RVing experience. And, uh, you know, we usually tell people, especially at RV shows or if we're doing seminars, look, right out of the gate, um, you need to get that electrical protection system. It's uh, it's kind of a no, no-brainer from our standpoint. It's like these uh, companies build these things to make sure that the electrical system in your RV gets protected from faulty uh, shore power. And, um, you know, as a new RVer, you may not know it, uh, but it's a pro- like it's a real problem. You know, I mean, we, we've run into, into it all the time with low voltage or uh, there's not a proper ground or something like that. And uh, we use the Surge Guard electrical protection system, and it's got a very high level of surge protection. But then also, if you get into high and low voltage type issues, which is uh, which is the more common issue in parks, then it can detect that and kind of cut you off from that. So that uh, that low voltage tends to be what decreases the life on a lot of your electronic components in your RV. Yeah, with the new RVers, it's you know you have to think about what knowledge and experience you're bringing to RVing from just a regular living in a house or an apartment or wherever you live, and you don't think about power voltage fluctuations because that doesn't really happen in a house, and you don't think about wiring issues because you know it was to code and the electricians, to, and it's very static, and your electricity is pretty. You just don't even think about it, but that's not the RV world of electricity. Um, pedestals get backed into uh, wiring comes loose. They may not have an electrician on staff that even knows what they they're doing. I hate to say that, but so if you if you just take what you know about electricity in your home and, and apply it to an RV, you could really um, could be a problem. It could be a problem. Well, yeah. you, you also don't have <laughs> so the, the neighbors down the street unplugging and plugging their house in either. So that's a another thing, and and they may plug in a they may plug in a coach that's not wired properly or has been damaged and that could compromise the electrical in a park too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like when you, you know, if you build a house, kind of the, the last step is you have an electrical inspector come in and they, they complete that kind of final step there. Well, for an RV or you complete the final step, you yeah. walk up to this pedestal and plug into it. So, so we, we treat it like we're plugging in a lamp, but uh, you know, it's much more than that. We usually tell people to kind of start there um, tire pressure monitoring systems, we 100% believe in those. You, you look on Facebook enough, you see everybody's, or not everybody, but a lot of people are posting pictures of their blowouts and, and things like that. And these can be dangerous situations. So usually a blowout is preceded by uh, low PSI, high temperature, uh, usually due to some kind of slow leak or something like that. And once the temperature on the tire gets up to a certain amount, 
usually 200 plus degrees, the compounds in the tire can start to break down and then that's when a blowout happens. So if you have a, a tire pressure monitoring system, in most cases, it can alarm you before the blowout happens because you've got some kind of issue. So we really believe in that. And, and uh, you know, what a way to, to, to ruin a trip is, you know, to have a blowout. Oh, gosh. That would <laughs> yeah. be... And oh, you yeah. see the pictures of it all over the social media. People are like, oh, look what happened to my, my trailer or whatever. And now some of those, if it's a bad enough blowout, it can rupture gas lines or electrical or plumbing and... So it, it has it, other cons or it could injure you or worse. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a and you know it's a it's a real thing out there and uh, you know I, I remember growing up I just never even thought about my tires you know but now you're you know you're either pulling you know fifteen thousand pounds or you're driving forty thousand pounds or whatever it is it's it's uh, you know you really got to think about that a lot more as opposed to just driving a toyota corolla down the road <laughs> that's for sure i don't sure. even think they take toyota corollas anymore no definitely no that <laughs> I, my first car was a 75 toyota corolla so i always <laughs> always got to throw that out you know oh man <laughs> you are you you are an early adopter of, of for toyota that and those cars were <laughs> tiny by comparison with the big old you know detroit iron rolling around yeah exactly <laughs> but it, it, it's uh so yeah the tpms is, is so those two we always bring to rv shows especially for like the tampa and the hershey ones where you have a lot of new rvers so we can educate them on the, the, those are our two must-haves electrical protection and tires um the third one that we um i can't say it's a must-have for us it is but um is an rv gps you know it takes into consideration your rv's height and width and weight and anything that might um affect the route that you should be on safely whether it be an underpass or a tunnel or something like that um so that is probably the third most recommended for new rvers uh you know google doesn't know you're 12 feet tall and uh or what you weigh and maybe choosing routes that zip you through a neighborhood that that's really not designed for you know the rv that you're pulling so it, it could affect safety, uh, but a lot of it is more just reducing the stress and reducing the chances that you're going to get in a situation where you have to back up a huge RV and traffic stop or you get in a place that's just not right for your vehicle. Tony, we're all about stressless. <laughs> that's right. You know what? That reminded me. <laughs> that GPS story reminded me of our very first trailer was a, was a pop-up trailer. And we went camping with friends and I followed, I think it was Apple Maps or Google or whatever it was, right up this hill where it said the campground is at the end. Well, what was at the end was a dead end and it was a one lane road up a mountain and I had to back that stinking little trailer down the mountain. Oh, oh that's man. That's nice. fun. That is bad. <laughs> yeah, that is a nightmare. <laughs> We, we, uh, I know different states handle this differently, but uh, in Alabama, they just throw you the keys to these things, and uh, and tell you to go have at it. <laughs> we're in, we're in forty feet, thirteen feet tall, forty thousand pounds, and let me tell you, it was one of the first things that crossed my mind. Of course, we started in the fifth wheel, but it was thirteen feet tall too, and it was, it's, it really was one of the first things I thought about is, is you know, that low bridge, you know, coming around a corner. <laughs> And and there it is, you know, what do you do? So I knew I never wanted to be in that situation and literally in the four or five years we've never had that situation and we've we've uh oh by the way, we've officially 
gone to all 50 states this year, so we're pretty proud of that, too. <laughs> Yay. Wow, that's pretty cool. I mean, did the RV get wet going to Hawaii? It did. It was a long trip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they got a, tu- a tunnel now. You didn't stroke. that. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I'm was, well, we, we had to suffer through that. You know, we wanted Alaska to be our 50th state. And, well, we still hadn't been to Hawaii. So we were like, well, you know, I guess we got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Darn. Oddly enough, yeah. when, I, when I worked in the RV industry, we got a lot of brochure requests from Hawaii for the brands we carried. I guess we were the the dealership that they, when they did that contact form on the RV manufacturer site, we got the request for brochures from Hawaii. So never sold, yeah. never sold an RV to someone in Hawaii, although I sold some to people in Japan, oddly enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we didn't see, we saw a lot of people that were more in like, converted type vans that would be camping by the you know by the water or so but i don't remember seeing rvs really over there when we were there so yeah, yeah. 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 yeah a lot of vans a lot of vans yeah but that's cool and then another thing i saw on your website is a gas stop device what tell me more about that so here's the thing uh this is something that we just picked up and again we don't add like a lot of products all the time because we have to go through and test them ourselves and again make sure we're the experts but when usually when we're at these bigger rv shows we'll run into contacts it's like man you got to check this product out well gas stop was one of those and i we were so impressed that we uh we jumped into this pretty quick but uh the uh pro people that have propane do not have any type of automatic 100% shutoff should they have a leak. And a lot of people kind of think they do because there's like the, the overflow protection valve uh, that, you know, keeps you from like opening up a tank uh, and it just free flowing out. Uh, I think it was back in the 90s they put those type devices on tanks to where you can open it now and just nothing comes out. But whenever you connect your hose to it, it bypasses that OPD valve. Uh, and then there's an excess uh, flow valve in your uh, uh, the connection point of your propane hose. Well, if you have a leak, that'll only cut off about 80% of the flow of propane. So if you still got 20% coming out through that leak, that's going to fill things up pretty quick in these small spaces. So what gas stop is is you connect this device directly to your propane tank, and then you connect your propane line to the other side of this device. If you have a, uh, a leak, then it will immediately uh, shut the propane off to your, uh, to your RV, and it does this with uh, like a, a ball bearing that is tuned to, uh, to shut off at a particular uh, BTU level. Huh. Sounds like a really good safety piece of equipment. You know what? I really think uh, that as time goes on, that that this will be like manufacturers will just start start using this because it really doesn't make any sense to not have it on every RV. Really. Well, back yeah. to what you were saying about tire blowouts creating more problems than just the actual tire and gas lines being, you know, a tire blows out in a fifth wheel and it may take everything around it out as well and people do travel with their propane on and you know that that's a that's a fear i guess of some people and it's rightly so if you're if you had that situation yeah 
Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, the the propane lines, you know, to, to Tammy's point, uh, a lot of people say they shut their propane tanks off. There was a survey one at one point that went out, and it was like, all right, people, just tell the truth. We won't tell on you. You don't have to give your name. And mm-hmm. uh, but I but I think it was like like maybe like sixty percent of the people admitted, yeah, I really don't shut that off. Or you know, maybe purposefully, or they just forget. But it does happen that people, you know, it's you know, it's a safer thing to obviously shut it off before you travel but a lot of people don't no and I, and as we're talking about the gas stuff i'm just thinking i should have shut the propane off on our trailer so <laughs> <laughs> so see i'm admitting it to the world that i did <laughs> that's right that's, that's right you were one of the 60 percent i that's see it right. right now absolutely <laughs> and so yeah, we're re- we're real pleased with that product. Um, and it's the only thing like it on the market. So it's not. Yeah, yeah There's yeah. nothing else that does it. Yeah, it it, it is. So we're we're happy to uh, to carry it and educate people on it. We've already made videos kind of about everything I just explained to you there about kind of like how the different valves work and all that. I made a video explaining that. So if anybody's interested that's that's listening, they can just go to the uh, Techno RV YouTube channel. And I looked that up, and I've actually got a like a propane tank, and I run all the tests on it, and just kind of show you how the that unit works. Yeah, that your videos are are really a great resource. It's your website mm-hmm. is kind of a toy store for me. It's it's pretty cool, <laughs> and and as I think I mentioned, you are full time RVers, so you try this these products out and can recommend from the real world experience and one of the frustrations i think many people have uh when they're out there is getting good wi-fi or cell coverage and you also have a whole bunch of uh, ways of helping people with that yeah it is it is probably the number one question we get is how to you know stay connected on the road and you know people want to uh, get away but they they at the same time still want to stay connected so uh we do um have a lot of educational pieces on our website information guides about how to do that a lot of rv parks will have uh, wi-fi and uh but you know connecting to that wi-fi effectively can be quite the issue because of just pure signal strength so we do have wi-fi boosters that can uh increase your signal strength to the access point in rv parks which uh in most cases will give you a much better experience uh unless the rv park is just ill-equipped or has a bad system or something like that and then on the cellular side you know, you travel enough, you're going to be in low cell signal type areas, or maybe you like to get off the grid a little bit more. And the further you get away from those cell towers, your signal strength's going to go down. And so kind of the same concept, you, have, you know, we have cellular boosters that will boost that cellular signal, rebroadcast a stronger signal within your RV. And, you know, it's these little things that can just make your, your trips uh you know, uh, more efficient if you're, if you're, you know, having to work or just uh, more fun staying connected with people. Yeah, we bought yeah. a while back, we bought a WeBoost Drive uh, X, I think, from you guys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the one we use. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's still the, the industry standard that uh, WeBoost Drive X model. And uh, in fact, we've got it, got it up right now. And, uh, and probably we're kind of back here in the woods right now uh, <laughs> where we stay back mobile and we're and so without the cell booster it's really a problem back here but with it you know obviously we're you know having this phone call and 
It's no problem. Yeah, it's it's clear we, as a bell. You, know, you don't have to use them all the time. It really depends on your um, carrier and their coverage map. And, and so it's not something we use all the time everywhere we go. But in the event when you need it, you need it. <laughs> it's one of those things. <laughs> well, we, we do this Christmas camping event every year. And this year, I think we have like, 10, what do we have, like 10 or 12 people Eight. going? Eight? Okay. Well, people... Eight or ten campers, ten or twelve people. Yeah, and I was talking to one of the guys who's coming with us on his first time last night, and I said, Jeff, don't don't be surprised if there's absolutely no cell coverage where we are because it's it's kind of off the beaten path. And he was he was horrified, but what he doesn't know is <laughs> yeah. I, I'll turn on my I'll turn on my Wii Boost and and save For him five dollars yeah. a day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 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 it, it's like, you know, uh, it's, the, it's the equivalent of like walking out of your RV and getting in your car and driving off and realizing you left your cell phone behind. You know, you, it, it's, I did it's that yesterday. Something comes over, yeah, something comes over you like, I got to go get it, you know, and it's <laughs> and so you know, the same thing happens when you pull into like an RV spot. The first thing you do is kind of check your signal strength, because if you don't have any, it's, you know, you're pretty much like not having your phone. Right. <laughs> it's, you can hear the trombones playing. <laughs> absolutely i have played that trombone many a time oh yeah (laughs) yeah it's a bummer and and then you run your whole business from out on the road and so there's i guess the proof of concept people who believe that you can work and enjoy this beautiful country you are among the people who are an absolute proof of concept of that Yes, we we are. And, and you know, it, it's been a lot of, uh, you know, trial and error and and trying to figure out how to make that happen, especially as we as we grew, because, you know, in the beginning, we just we did everything. You know, we you know, I would answer all the phone calls. I would answer all the emails. You know, Tammy was doing accounting. Oh, gosh, that was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, as we as we grew, it was like this is not sustainable. And we and, you know, we were always committed to staying on the road. That's, you know, that's why we're doing this. We, we love it. And so no matter what happened or how the business grew, we knew that we would always just try to figure out how to continue to maintain that. So, so when we make business decisions, it's always through that lens. You know, it's, it can work. You just have to think, how can we do this and stay on the road? Or how can we do that? You know, it just always goes through that. And, and we've probably put things in place that, that we wouldn't have if we were stationary and actually stayed in an office all day, but it completely works. There's so much now available to be able to work remotely and still be in contact with a location. And, um, it's not near is. Yeah. I mean, now it's, it's, uh, you know, we do have a, an office in a warehouse now we've got employees that work there and, uh, you know, they know, you know, the, the, the owners are going to be gone, you know, nine, 10 months a year. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, we have every phone calls recorded, you, you know, all the chats come to me. Uh, there, there's, there's ways that you can, you know, it's almost like you're there, but you're not. We talk to, uh, you know, the office, you know, almost daily when we're gone. And, uh, so we really stay in touch with it, but we're more kind of managing it. And then the operations of it, you know, is, is in, mobile alabama so it's it's been a lot of uh um a lot of learning but we've got great 
great people in our office. And yeah, we they have, make it really right. easy. That's the key, getting the right people. Really. We have people that understand the business model. They understand that um, us being on the road actually helps them do their job with answering questions for customers and understanding the products. Uh, and it just um, it, it works because our our employees completely understand and represent our brand very well. Yeah, that that's a key finding the best people and letting them do the job that they're good at. Well, yeah, it, it, it's yep. really for all of our listeners out there. If you're looking for all these great RV tech products, um, I encourage you to support Eric and Tammy and Techno RV. As it's just you know, it's nice that we have this resource for us, and they're vetted products. They have great support behind them your prices are definitely fair i mean you take care of we are viewers so it's a it's a good resource that i think it's important people know about thank right. you yeah yeah thank you if any if any uh if anybody listening has any questions about any of our products they're welcome to call or uh, uh we got live chat email uh we're, we're happy to talk to people or even uh allison and evan do a lot of uh, our support uh at the office and they're super knowledgeable as well well, that's that's awesome. Well, Eric and Tammy, thank you very much, and uh, hopefully our, our paths cross. And if people want to find you at an RV show, I believe you have your show schedule on your website. We generally do. I don't know if I've added um, 2020 yet, but we will be at several um, RV shows throughout the year, and we'll have that up before the end of the year. Yeah, start, and we'll be starting out in Tampa, Tampa in January. Yeah. And uh, I did just want to say that we were excited to be on your show when you sent me the, the email and uh, this has been a lot of fun, and we do, I, I do hope we run into y'all down the road. That'd be that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Thank you very much for your time today, and we will we will see you out there on the road, and we'll keep using all those great gadgets we buy from Techno RV. <laughs> Safe travels. Well, there you go, Eric and Tammy Johnson from Techno RV. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, they're they're neat people. Those are the kind of people that make the RV business as enjoyable as it is. I mean, we're, we're pretty fortunate. Well, speaking of cool people, how about the people who created the grub stick? Oh, now those are some cool, cooler than me even. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think you're kind of cool. We had that Thanksgiving episode not too long ago. Yeah. And then have you ever known that grilled cheese tastes even better over the campfire? Well, and then Manya had suggested putting some jam right. in it. Okay, so here's a plus. I like that jalapeno jam. Right, but I'm not that big of a fan. No, but you take some bread and some brie and some uh, jalapeno jam and some or cranberry turkey. juice oh, or yeah, sauce cranberry or sauce. cranberry sauce. Yeah, and they have a cage that you can put a sandwich in and grill it over the campfire. Oh, talk yeah, about so grilled cheese, leftover turkey sandwiches. Yeah, mm, boy. Yeah, the grub stick is basically a set of tools that are the perfect accessory for a campfire. And they make it safe and easy for you to grill hamburgers, sandwiches, but also s'mores, hot, hot dogs, dogs, marshmallows. Yeah, woofums. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> so woofum is a kind of a tube of bread that you can make on a, a sort of a bar that goes on the end okay. of a grub stick. You wrap the bread around this metal bar and you put it over the fire and then as it cooks it makes into a tube and you know what you can put in that tube tube steaks that's right 
And then you do the tube snake. Tube snake boogie. boogie. Or you can use something more like a pie crust or some kind of a pastry, and you can fill it with pudding or oh, whipped cream yeah. Oh, yeah. or mousse or any yeah, but first kind of you have stuff to like that. Track down a moose and catch it. Well, right, and then it might be a little gamey. Yeah, and the antlers, but the and then there's you know the squirrel who would complain. <laughs> Recky. I have no partner. You took my moose. <laughs> anyway. Oh my god. So with Grubstick, uh, you can get the the <laughs> you can Welcome to the podcast for the really distracted podcast hosts. Okay. So with Grubstick, you can get two sizes of bars actually one is big enough that you can put a hot dog inside yep. your tube of bread and the other one is a smaller kind of a shot glass i guess size and you can fill it with i don't know like scrambled eggs make make your cup out of bacon perhaps oh man now right? you're talking now, now you're talking. cooking with gas <laughs> so you can pretty much use nothing but campfire and grub sticks to make all your meals if you so desire yeah we and we, we have. have and we've even <laughs> done it at home we have a big fire pit and, that's right you know what the heck yeah, we've done it in the barbecue yep. we've you know we love the heck out of those things yeah and, and there's a discount code for those two over on our partners page what do you know isn't that amazing? That's amazing we have the greatest partners we you know truthfully we do and if you're looking for products that we really believe are fantastic and they're also willing to give you a deal that's where we put them we don't put stuff there just out of no reason we've we use and enjoy all the things we put on our partners page uh and so that's how they end up there and then sometimes we can talk them out of a deal and so bang bang on the page better for you right now that i'm hungry (laughs) so i do have a recipe that we i don't I haven't figured out how to cook on the grub sticks. I'll have to admit this. No, but. But it does use that camp oven that Tony loves so much. <laughs> that little RV. I mean, we all, well, we don't all have them. There's There were RVs we sold that didn't have them. This but is true. They don't all have them, but I, I sure do like having mine. Yeah, and they work really well, surprisingly. Right. And so we've talked before about making cookies and all that, but. One of my favorite things to make is baked French toast and or bread pudding, if you prefer that term. And you can pretty much do that with, you know, like any kind of bread and any kind of filling. But I got to tell you, the way I made it last week was so good. I used... uh, I used Hawaiian sweet yeah, bread rolls. King's Hawaiian sweet King's bread King's Hawaiian rolls. sweet bread rolls. And I tore it all up. And then I made a custard. And the custard, and I, I don't have an exact recipe, but here's what I'm going to tell you. I use about one and a half eggs per person. This time I used coconut cream instead of any dairy oh, product. my God. <laughs> right? So it had a nice coconutty flavor to it. I took some of the baker's brew from savory spice shop and mix that in there and then i tore up that that sweet hawaiian bread and i just made enough of that custard to cover up some bread or enough bread to soak up the custard however you (laughs) however it works i don't use a recipe and soak it overnight put it in a baking dish and bake it in the morning and oh my heavens that was so good Oh, uh, 
3.50 for somewhere in the vicinity of half an hour. It kind of depends on how much until you're cooking at done. one time. Yeah, until it's done. Until it's done. <laughs> wow. And so we had that for breakfast. I made it with a side of ham steaks. And boy, oh boy, was that ever good. That was probably my favorite now baked French toast recipe. So it was like a sweet coconut yeah. thing. Yeah. What was that stuff? It was like a coconut It was syrup. coconut cream. Okay. So it wasn't coconut milk. It wasn't coconut water. It was coconut cream. And the way, and my friend that told me about it said that she uses it in place of maple syrup, but you don't actually buy it in the syrup aisle. You buy it where you buy mixers in the liquor aisle. Oh, okay. And so I didn't know if I believed her. I didn't want to risk using it for syrup if I hadn't tried it before. So I opened it up and just threw it right inside. So yeah, it's syrupy. It was syrupy. And it, was, it would have been perfect to put on top, but I already put it inside. So if you're someone who uh, is maybe dairy-free, this is a way to make a baked French toast without dairy. Yeah. I, I didn't get any guys... Because I wasn't invited because of my plumbing. That was girl it was weekend. was all girls weekend. But so. I'll do it for us again soon. Yeah. Because I liked it. Okay. Well, there you go. So recipe of the week is baked French toast. And we did used to make this quite a bit when we owned the bed and breakfast too. Right. It's simple. It's really good. And it's it's just one of those things where it's like you kind of look forward to it. Right. So. And so like I said, you can make it savory. You can even maybe put cut up some some ham or put some cooked sausage or some pre-fried bacon and make it more of a savory dish. Use some maybe sourdough bread. There's so many ways that you can do this. This happened to be just sweet and coconutty and cinnamony and, and delicious. Oh, yeah. Hey, you didn't mention the cinnamon. Yes, I said the, oh. the baker's brew from oh, Savory me. Spice. Squeeze me. <laughs> he was still drooling over the bread. I was, actually. <laughs> I love that King's Hawaiian bread. Oh, man. Well, there you go. So that's that's what we have. We're making you a little fatter week by week. <laughs> Welcome to the fat side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This week, what we've learned is there are three great gift ideas or products that Techno RV recommended. Eric and Tammy Johnson, thank them for being with us. Yes. Um, search suppressors, tire monitors. Yes. And... Uh, RV-specific GPS devices. And <laughs> if you don't believe why you should stay off some of the roads on in an RV, I'll put a link to the 11-foot-8 YouTube channel. I love that channel, but it's just so sad what these people go through. But anyway, there you go. <laughs> so hopefully we have provided value again this week and a little bit of fun. That's what we're hoping. Yep. That's what we always hope for. And uh, thank you very much for being out there in the audience. We hope you are enjoying the podcast. We really appreciate your telling some friends. And one of the ways you can do just that is writing a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast program you are using to listen to us right now. That's right. And then you'll not only be telling your friends, but... Heck, if you tell your enemies, we don't mind. No, that's true. Let them listen, too. And, of course, we are also in all the social places. Uh, you can start by finding us at StresslessCamping.com. And from there, 
uh, deals, discounts, an RV calendar, stories, podcasts. Links to the Facebook page and Instagram. Yeah, it's it's like a hub. It's like our digital hub. Digital hub. So, well, thank you again for joining us this week at the campground and happy, happy camping. camping. We hope you enjoyed this week's adventure. Time to get out on your own journey. Don't forget to leave a review on your favorite podcast app. And visit StresslessCamping.com for photos, stories, an RV calendar, and more. I'm Stressless Camper Larry Richardson wishing you happy camping.